Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe DU Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's guest is somebody that we've had on. We talked about having him having him on maybe quarterly. More regularly. <laughs> um, and technically, when we're recording this, this is quarter a quarter of the year. Is it by really? The time, yeah. Oh, well, by the time oh. you hear it, it'll probably be just past because uh, I think this will come out in this is coming out in um, well, we're in April right now. This is probably coming out in May. Uh, so we're but we're in April right now recording. So technically is on he is on uh, at, the, at a quarter quarter mark. So uh, and that's none other than Martin Arellano. Hello. Hello, guys. It's a pleasure to be here again. How how have you been since the last time we, you were on? Uh, well, actually, a couple of things happened. Uh, and, uh, actually, I was terrified uh, last Wednesday because it's Holy Week. Um, well, things happened during that time. Um, well, <laughs> uh, for the first time in years, I was scared to hell. I got to hear this. Then what happened? <laughs> I, I actually, I posted on Facebook, and, and well, and 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 everyone was surprised that I was scared because uh, there there are few very few things that scare me a lot. So I was uh, cleaning uh, because my dad was going to come out to come to my place and i was listening to music and i was in my stuff and well i have an entrance door that can be only unlocked with a tetra key a four-sided key and a very special key that it is impossible to get a copy and mm -hmm. I am the only one that has it. Well, I had that door locked, and I hear someone knocking on my door, my entrance door. That will be impossible because someone will have to jump over the fence and to get to my garden, to my front garden, and knock my door. And I was like, no way. No, no, no. That that because I, I wasn't worried that, that it was a thief or something. Yeah. Or someone. No, no, no. That that was a something. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't, I yeah. It wasn't it wasn't a, a human, right? It is no, what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't a human. And well, I have a couple of swords and everything, so I, I am fine, but that thing is not alive. Yeah. Oh. And, and I was like <laughs> I was very shocked because they trespassed my protection. And then I realized, you moron, it's Holy Week. You are defenseless. You have no protection. And I was like, oh, no, 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 you don't. And well, I pray La Magnifica, which is a very special prayer that will scare away, turn away all of, uh, all of the these evil things and I was like I don't know if you're lost or anything but I can help you uh, please continue your way because I can help you 
So mm. and after a few minutes, it it stopped, and I was like, <sighs> what, "Was it like continuous knocking? Was it just like three knocks? Three was knocks. it like?" Uh, no, it was a continuous knocking, and then it stopped, and then it it resumed. It, it was like three times, and I was like, "No, no, no." Uh, that thing is evil because if is it was uh, an spirit that need that needed help or something, it will appear to me in my dreams, or uh, hear it or something like that. But that thing was asked asking permission to enter my house it's a vampire <laughs> um no yeah. no i generally get spirits doesn't need permission to enter my house yeah that thing was evil and i was like uh, no so what's the significance of holy week then that you know your i guess your guards basically are down and and the protection is not quite there anymore Oh well, because during this time of the year, during the Holy Week, uh, it is uh, like a truce between the, the dark forces and the light. So mm. no one is allowed to attack each other. We don't have candles. We don't do magic. We don't do anything at all. So uh, during that time, uh, my protections are not there. And mm. I wasn't supposed to go out uh, because of my condition. Because, but my dad came and he wanted to go here and there. And I, and I was like, well. So I had to wear uh, something in my head all times uh, because of this. Because despite being the truth, there are some beings, some elements that doesn't respect this truth and they will attack you. Ah, the they will is called the uh, after, but in the meantime, you have uh, people like me in my condition will have to be extremely cautious uh, during this time. And is this um like what is it that you're working with? I guess that would allow these kinds of things. Like I, I know that you mentioned that you're uh part Santero. of. Yeah, and and stuff is. I mean, is it that kind of stuff going on, or yeah? I'm just wondering. I mean, because normally, I mean, like Eric and I, like we're just like, yeah, whatever. Holy Week, we don't, we're not thinking about protection spells and like <laughs> all this stuff. So I'm wondering what it is that, um, yeah, like what Eric, do you understand what I'm trying to ask? I feel like my brain's not fully. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Um. I think so. Like, what are we, like, what, what, yeah, just like. <laughs> what are we dealing with, I guess? Yeah. Uh, or what are you dealing with? Yeah. Or yeah. what are we dealing with, I guess? Yeah. Uh, I am dealing with Paleros. Paleros, Paleros. is like uh, the guy that of the Mar Kilroy case, Jose Constanzo. Okay. That is a Palero. It's an evil wizard in the Santero religion. Okay. So uh, evil Santero. Uh, it's like an evil Santero. Yes, uh, I am dealing with witches, wizards that doesn't respect the truth, and they are uh, working with dark magic. Uh, I am dealing with uh, spirits, uh, both evil and good, that are uh, are just there uh, seeking for help or 
seeking to harm others that are sentient. And also, since uh, the, the most dangerous days for people like me, it's on uh, Saint uh, Thursday and Friday, which so are the most uh, holy uh, days. Because uh, during those two days, God is not present on earth. So the demons are just lurking around freely. Mm -hmm. And some of these entities doesn't respect the truth. Yeah. So that, that, that's what we are dealing with. So it's no, no little thing. Yeah. And, and I, I know that, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you mentioned it in the, in the last uh, episodes, but can you just, if someone is new or this is like the first episode they're listening, can you just explain to them, like, I guess what you are or like what it is that, that you're your religion uh, or what it and is doing? That, yeah. yeah. Your beliefs, I guess, right, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I think we just said it, but a little more detail just so people could understand. Sorry. Uh, so, yes, yeah, don't worry. Well, the thing is that... Uh, for years, uh, I, I was I was born with uh, special abilities. Uh, I could foresee the future sometimes. Uh, for example, uh, the last thing that happened to me is that I knew that my grandfather was going to die because my father told me, uh, your grandpa just had a brain attack. Uh, it's like a stroke. Yes, a stroke. And uh, he's in a very bad condition. And in that moment, I knew that my grandfather was going to die. It's not that I was wishing for it. I knew that he, he was not going to make it. And two weeks after, that happened. Yeah. Also, uh, whenever I get a lecture, uh in, in the santeria the most of the people most of the things that they tell me uh they come true so uh or something uh or sometimes i hear things i feel things uh on rare occasion i see things so i was born as a sentiment uh then i get enrolled in the santeria which is an afro-cuban religion uh, that it has a very bad reputation uh, because of this uh, Mark Hillary case, uh, mm. but that is not Santeria. Uh, that is something that Jose Constanzo made up with was a mixture of Palo Mayombe and crazy things that this guy came up, right? Mm. But that is not Santeria. And, and I was going to ask because we had someone on um, a, a little a couple months ago, I believe, uh, mm -hmm. from another, from another podcast, his name is Joe. He was talking to us about this house in Ohio. Um, they call it the bone house. I think it's in yeah. Toledo, Ohio. Uh, and he was talking to us about them finding this house and that all the, the, the bones or all the walls were lined and even the floors, I believe were lined with bones. Um, they said that I think he told us that they had said that they, they mentioned they were like animal bones, but there were some that looked kind of too Human. big. 
Yeah, yeah, they look too big to be animal bones. And he was contributing it to Santeria. That I, or at least he mentioned Santeria. I don't know if that's like the running theory that, that that's what it was. Or there's no real, like they're, they're not really sure what it was. But I, I meant I wanted to ask you, is there anything in Santeria where they use bones or put bones in walls and stuff like that for protection from anything? Or are they doing, is it a ritual or is that not part of Santeria? Oh, no, you're talking about a palero. Palero, In oh, okay. Santeria, we don't use bones for protections, mm. for rituals, or anything like that. We don't use that because yeah. uh, bones for us are part of a being. And if you have a bone, uh, you're like making an slave. You're enslaving a spirit. And that is for no good intentions, for no good reasons. That is a palero. It's a so, very powerful dark magic, and I don't mm -hmm. want to imagine the kind of energy that is in that house. Yeah, I mean, you just gave me chills right now, like literally all on my left side. But That's yeah, like the house, I I can send you images later. But uh, they said that they literally start tearing somebody, um, the person who owned the house before, uh, put like cement down all the, like the water lines. I believe all, all the pipes of the sewage and stuff. So that and nobody, then, uh -huh. so that nobody would would live there anymore, basically. Yeah, I, because when when he started yeah. tearing down the walls, uh, or like he, I don't know, I forgot, I forgot why he mentioned that the guy like tore down a, a piece of the wall and like just bones started coming out. And so like they they've gone into different parts of the walls, different parts of the floor, and all over the house. It's like literally the whole house is lined with bones. And he, and he, I was trying to look for the picture too, because he sent us uh, a picture of one of them, and he said like some of them had carvings in them. Um, and the one he sent us specifically was like with a a face, like there's like a it looks like a smiley face, basically like two eyes, eyebrows, and like a carved mouth kind of thing. Okay, well, <laughs> that that is a very gruesome case. Um, well, uh, no one can live so, there anymore. <laughs> oh, in in that house that you're saying, or that we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, uh, so so what you're saying then is like a palero is the opposite of a santero. Yes, because okay. paleros enslave spirits. Uh, they work with dark magic. They seek to kill someone to make them sick, to make misfortune to others. And uh, we santeros, we don't we don't do that. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. It, it, it is, it is not like that. Yeah, I was just gonna say it was funny because when he started talking about it, I was like, I kind of wanted to like jump and be like, whoa, 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 let's not generalize about Santeria because you know. But I, <laughs> I didn't know enough about you know, I don't know enough about Santeria, uh, like to try and defend it. So I was just like, all right, well, that then that's why we want. I wanted to get you back on also to ask you about it just to, to so you could clarify, I guess. Or let, explain to us what, you know, that could have been. But, oh, you, Michelle, you were going to say? Um, Sorry. I no, I just no, let no, you no go. you're good. No, it's fine. Oh, uh, no, I was going to ask Martin, what, what do you think caused, because, I mean, yeah, when, when you first said you're a Santero and, like, you know, practice Santeria and stuff, like, I was like, what? Because yes, I feel like it does have a negative connotation. Uh, yeah, negative connotation, negative image. So, wh what do you think kind of made that 
happen? Or why is it that someone says, oh, I do santeria, it's like a automatic negative? Uh, it is because of the Mark Kilroy case. Uh, oh, we got to talk about that then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it is because uh, the, the press of Matamoros and the worldwide, uh, they say that these guys were practicing Santeria and it is not like that. And since then, Santeria has been seen as dark magic or something extremely evil. But mm -hmm. uh, the common people, the common folk, doesn't know the difference between Santeria and Palo Mayombe, and even Voodoo, right? Uh, so these things uh, are like undergrounds here in Matamoros. Uh, you will never ever see uh, a, a post that uh, Santero here. No, no, no. You will never ever see like that. And yeah. if you see something like that, that, that is a fraud. Because uh -huh. Santeros doesn't uh, give you brochures or something. Hey, I offered you my services. No, no, no. It's not like that. Right? It's more of like a personal uh, personal practice than it is like a service to others in a way. Mm, yes. As far as like, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, or, I mean, you can, I, or you can help people, but you're not like openly trying to profit from yeah what you're providing uh well you can make a profit because mm -hmm. uh it, it is still like a job mm -hmm. but uh if the santos they see that you're getting greedy mm -hmm. or something like that they will stop you helping you mm. gotcha so yes you can make a profit of uh, of it but uh, don't get too greedy or yeah. If you're, you you get uh, involved in Santeria just because of that, uh, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm. Doing it for the right reasons. Yep. Uh, but uh, I want to talk uh, about uh, uh, the other thing that happened to me. Okay. Uh, well, uh, since I am a tour guide, there was uh, this sir from Brownsville that wanted to visit the old Zona Rosa here in Matamoros. Uh, by the Galeana Barrio de la Galeana, and I was like, "It is it's getting one of dark." Those rough places, uh, yeah. In Matamoros, <laughs> okay. and I was like, uh, "It's already dusk, but well, we will try." So I'm uh, the the city has changed, and they close uh, the old passing by the railroads by Cafe mm. Papagayo. Yeah. So it's kind of messy now, and uh, I made a turn and end in a no good street, but not because of the bad hombre. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it is because when I parked my truck, I just saw, uh, I don't know if it was a demon or a dark spirit, but it was more than two meters tall, and he was looking right at us. Yeah. And the, the wife of this sir, she's sending him too. And she just let me from, from the back seat. And she tells me with his look, are, are you seeing that thing too? And I was like, yes. And we start starting to feel extremely uncomfortable because that place smells like that. Oh, no. mm. And you could feel the dark energy everywhere. 
and this guy was, hey, here he's there, and that bar, and La Zorra Azul, and, I, and he was extremely excited to see uh, uh, all of these old bars that are no more, and I was like, sir, we need to get out of here now. Despite being spotted by the bad hombres, they are already know that we are here and this is no safe place there is something extremely evil right uh uh looking right at us so we need to leave now so i made a uh a u-turn and we went off and normally uh i was I, I am not terrified about dark spirits, but this was another thing, uh, and I didn't want to get in unnecessary trouble. Yeah. And when you look into history, into the old newspapers that I am digitizing, you realize that this place is marked by, marked by greed and by assassinations and everything, because there is a lot of money and power involved. So it is not surprised that dark presence has uh, took over the place, and mm. most of these buildings are abandoned. So it is a perfect environment for these uh, things to appear and to live. And I was like, I'm not going to return here anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, and the thing, the thing, like with the the nar- narco culture and stuff like that too, is like they're they're they, a lot of them also pray to la santi la santísima muerte, no? Like it's not saying again that that's not like I'm not saying that that's inherently bad because I have heard it's like I, I feel like all religions have their good and their bad sides. Like, um, for example, like you say, San Santeria isn't is not inherently bad but it has a bad reputation because of other what other people People have with other religions and it just gets mixed up the same thing with the muslim religion where you know as americans we hear all these negative things because you know of what happened to the twin towers and and all this other stuff but the islamic muslims in general aren't bad people it's like yes there's extremist muslims just like there's extremist christians you know what i mean and and same thing with santeria there's i feel like the same thing with voodoo i i've heard you know that voodoo also gets a very bad reputation as being a bad religion when there's also a duality there's there's two sides to the like the whole voodoo thing like yes there's bad voodoo and then there's good voodoo you know um so it's 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 i think it's it's just that negativity that people don't really understand and they only go based off of what um, <clears throat> they've heard. And, and like us growing up Catholics, like we always heard that all these other things were, were bad things when that's really not the case. It's just it's misunderstood or, or it's portrayed that way by the church. I feel in part to kind of keep everybody like in line and like don't stray away from this religion because you know then you'll end up in hell because you know everything else is bad we're the one true religion you know created by god himself type of thing uh well the case uh, of the of the santissima muerte it it is not the dead itself it is an egregore because dead itself it's neutral 
it it doesn't work for anyone. Right. So this is a very special case because an egregore is something that is created by the minds of the people. There is mm. millions of people that uh, believe in Santissima Muerte, and it, it, it is real. Uh, there is something that uh, happens uh, when uh, uh, you know the the context, Pepe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you remember him? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there was one time that uh, he got a case that a uh, two-floor uh, house got burned to mm-hmm. ashes. And some of his subordinates uh, uh, told him, uh, Commander, he, he uh, there is something that we could salvage from the, from the house, that house. It wasn't in the upper floor. statue of the Santissima Muerte. Uh, well, it wasn't a statue. It was a wood carving of the La Santissima Muerte. Oh, so something that should have like burned in that that fire. Yeah. Yes, and, and he was like, there is no scientific explanation or logic explanation that could tell how is this possible? How something that burned into ashes to the ground, uh, how this carve of made of wood of La Muerte is, it still exists. It, it doesn't make any sense. And, and he was scared to death and he ordered to throw it away. But then the original owner came in and said, uh, that is mine, and it, uh. it is because I failed to fulfill the promise I made to La Santissima. That's why she punished me with yeah. this. So, well, because I've heard that whatever, like, like say you ask for something, and then like you have to promise to do something, and if you don't, either if you don't complete that promise to her, she like gets revenge on you like sevenfold or something like that. Yes, that uh, if it is not with uh, with you, it punishes you with taking away one of your loved ones Ugh. or nasty things. Mm-hmm. But, well, that was case. High risk, high reward. <laughs> yes, kind of, kind of that, kind of that, that stuff. Um, <laughs> there is a lot of stories. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, I what, what is it that someone would ask for that would warrant like your house burning down? Like, what is it that people? I don't think it has to be like anything. uh, Like, it doesn't have to be a big ask. I think because, like I said, it's like you can ask for something like, oh, you know, let me get this job, and or 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 like help me like get this house like this house you know or whatever and then you're like and i promise that i'll do this this and that and then you don't do it and then she's like oh you didn't complete your promise to me well, let me fuck your shit up dog well then what but like what's the promises like what what is it that you have to do for her uh for example to give her bottles of alcohol cigarettes uh, okay. Candles, uh, spe- uh, uh, special offerings, uh, okay. but 
the amount of punishment you get, it, it is equivalent to the promise you made uh, and the thing that you want. Uh, the bigger the ask, the bigger the punishment. Uh, for example, if you ask to be extremely rich and be extremely powerful and all that kind of stuff, and if you don't fulfill your promise, uh, well, you will end up dead or someone of your loved ones will end dead too. So It's not worth it. <laughs> no, it is not worth it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, for example, there is another thing that is called uh, Niño en Cruz. It is uh, an, a very kind of a special spell mm -hmm. that the only very special persons make. Uh, for example, they make uh, they can make you invulnerable to bullets, but you are mm -hmm. vulnerable to knives. Yes, um, the, the but this spell has an expiration date because okay. after year after year it gets it gets weaker mm. and in some points if someone else has Nino and Cruz uh, it will beat you up which is uh, also kind of a promise that you make but uh, it is it is uh, extremely extremely pricing I, I think all this is kind of interesting too because um funnily and like enough, if you've ever seen an image of La Santa Muerte, she's almost dressed like the Virgin Mary. Yeah, but, but a skeleton. She's got a skeleton face rather or she's a skeleton rather than having the actual body of the Virgin Mary or the face and the hands or whatever. The funny oh, thing is people make promises to the Virgin Mary. If she like, she, they'll pray to the Virgin Mary and ask for certain things, and promise her if you, you know, whatever, you know, um, help me get this or that or whatever, then that they'll go see her at. I, I don't remember where it is, but uh, that they'll go see her in her church in some some place in Mexico. Because I know my friend's done it a couple of times. And like, however, like if you promise, like you're supposed to go. I don't know what happens if you don't. But if you if you pray to her for certain things and she come and she gives you those things, you have to go like, you know, yeah. Pay uh, yes. to her, uh, her. Uh, that is in La Basilica de Guadalupe in yes. the city. Okay. Uh, every December the twelfth, it gets flooded with uh, pilgrims. Mm. Uh, but in this case, uh, for example, people uh, pray uh, to La Virgen de Guadalupe. Mm -hmm. for good things right yes but the kind of things that people ask to la santissima muerte are not good things oh no no i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying, <laughs> I, I'm, not saying I'm just saying that the the, the parallels or the similarities the, between the two things it's like uh you know it's, it's, it's a duality you're talking about yeah. duality no 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 i am telling you most yeah. of, of the things that uh, people <laughs> ask to la santissima are for not good yeah yeah that, that is the main difference and uh, for example if you don't fulfill your promise to the virgin mary uh to the la virgen de guadalupe well um uh, you just don't get granted your your prayers mm -hmm. and that's it yeah uh, no <laughs> harm done. 
I'd rather do that than <laughs> than lose a family member if I don't fulfill my promise. Did, did I tell you guys uh, the, the all of the stories uh, about um, the Masonic Lodge, Aurora Boreal? So, okay, so that was another thing that I wanted to ask you about because I remember, I think you, you talked to us about them finding bones or skeletons, and, and but we couldn't remember because the last person that we spoke to recently he mentioned the masons and bones, um, but I can't remember the exact context of it. Uh, so if you would like to uh, go over that again, I we'd love to hear it because, yeah, we recently talked about it and we were like, oh, we need to ask Martina about this. And then we both did not write it down. So we forgot. But, <laughs> so go ahead. And, and if you want to jump on this topic again, I'm sure, you know, for our, some of our new listeners, it, it, it'd be interesting. Oh, yes. Well, uh, I, I was part of the order, and well, bones, uh, skeletons, and all this stuff reminds us that we are mortal, and we are meant to die. Mm. We, we must remember that someday we are going to die, right? And it has another meanings, uh, which are extremely... Um, uh, it's a long story, but uh, the the short thing is that uh, memento mori. You mm. uh, you have to remember that you have to die. So, well, the the thing is that I was part of the Ahef. Ahef is like the Malay order, which uh, is mm -hmm. a kind of a masonry for uh, youngsters. Yes. But mm -hmm. when I entered, I was already 20 years old, so I was uh, no youngster anymore. You're an uh, old youngster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kind of. And we we realized that these uh, were real human bones, and we asked why. Why? Uh, because most of the Freemason uh, lodges had uh, replicas of plastic or something like that. And we were told that most of the masters that uh, run this lodge for a very, very uh, large amount of time, they were doctors. So they got these skeletons uh, from the common cemetery. Right. That's kind of uh, fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of. But we're talking about the beginnings of the 20th century. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, oh, okay. nine, ten, uh, 1910, When fucked up shit happened I all was the time say, and nobody there's... really gave a shit. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was more like 100 years ago. So yeah. uh, it, it is not, not a recent thing. Now, yeah. this lodge, it, it is the oldest one in Tamaulipas. It, it has been there since 1883. So there, there's a lot of things happening there. For example, there, there is a very interesting story uh, that is uh, connected with the Cross family because uh, the uh, Melton Cross, Middleton Cross, that built the fa uh, most famous cross house in Matamoros, he was also a Freemason and he built the uh, actual lodge so the, the first thing is that they were remodeling the building and uh, all of this, the Ahef were playing uh, soccer uh, downstairs. Uh, 
So the ball went uh, nearby the construction site that they were remodeling. And one of the brethren went down and he saw like the entrance of a tunnel. The very famous legends of the subterranean tunnels that yeah. run beneath Matamoros, which time after time, I have to tell the people that uh, those are not true. But this is a very special case because the cross house and the Masonic Lodge are only far away, what, one block? Mm -hmm. So it is quite possible uh, for the cross house at the lodge to be connected underground. Because back at the time, uh, being a Freemason was, who no, they are evil. No, they sacrifice people and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, uh, and another time, there was a new guy that came and he saw uh, someone in a tuxedo playing a piano. So he asked, I, I was looking for a group of a half uh, like this and that. And the person playing the piano stops and he says to him, oh, yes, they are, they are upstairs. So he went upstairs and uh, he starts knocking on the door. We have a special uh, way of knocking to identify uh, us. And they all come out and who told you that we are here? Oh, no, uh, it is because there was a, a gentleman downstairs in a, in a tuxedo playing the piano. And, well, for context, uh, we have this long hallway with all of the photos of the past grandmasters of the lodge since mm. 1883. And, oh, he was there. It was Middleton Cross. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> he spoke with the ghost of Middleton Cross. Uh, also, there is this legend of uh, the girl, La Nina. Oh, my God. Those were horrible nights. Because uh, we believe that there was a tragedy there because uh, it, it is a very large building. So uh, back in the uh, 60s, 70s, there was a kindergarten downstairs. Mm -hmm. So we believe something happened but sooner or later, I will realize because I have the whole newspapers of Matamoros, more than 70 years of archives. So sooner or later, I will realize what happened. Anyway, uh, uh, we have heard this little girl, even I have seen her uh, running, and speaking to us and singing. Uh, there was one time one of the brethren went to the bathroom in the middle of the night because uh, before, long, 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 long ago, we were allowed to stay there. So he went to the bathroom and he started to hear a childish, childish lullaby in his ear in the <sighs> middle of the darkness. No. <laughs> And he no. was like, no, 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 I have to control myself because no. <laughs> and there was Michelle's another... having flashbacks of Ireland. <laughs> yeah, something similar happened. Uh, but... No, and I, uh, 
there is a lot of us that we have seen that little girl uh, uh that that is extremely creepy yeah. and there is a lot of energies going there because uh also that uh, is a place where the rosa cruces the Russian cruises uh they meet and there is a certain uh, grade there is a certain level in which Freemasons they uh, make a common session with the Rosa Cruces. Uh, if you look uh, for uh, written material of the Freemasonry, you will encounter anything you want. You will find anything. But yeah. you try to search about Rosa Cruces, you will never ever find anything. Rosencross? You, you said something like about that last time, Michelle, no, that you tried to look information on them, but you couldn't find it? Uh, yes, I, I tried uh, to search for written material, but it was to no avail. There is nothing on the internet about them. They will tell you uh, what it is about, but you will never, ever encounter the books they use, never anything like that. But Six. I have two of them. So I went with, uh, with the father of a friend of mine that was with me in the uni, and he was shocked and amazed. Where did you get those? <laughs> you realize that you're not supposed to have those ones? Uh, yes, but uh, there, uh, this one I found it in, an island, in a library, and they gave it to me. And the other one, uh, it was a gift. Huh. Hmm. You know that the possibilities of that happening twice is like one in a billion. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, that the that is a signal that you are that you're mostly become to become uh, uh, Rosa Cruz. Yeah. Uh, but there is something that that. Things here in these books that I don't understand. Can you explain me? No. And I will like. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, well all right then. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, but the thing is, uh, to give you all of this context, is because one time there was a session of the Rosa Cruces, and they have this uh, very thin door made of wood. And we, I was with these other guys of their head, and we were like, hey, let, let's go upstairs and let's listen to what, what they're talking about. Because it's mystery and all of that. So we went upstairs and we stick our ears to the thin door. By physics, we should be able to hear them. But no, we couldn't hear anything at all. And hmm. we were like, that is not normal. And that very um, part of the building uh, that is called Philosophicos, it is a very special room. Despite being quite, quite small, when you enter, you feel extremely happy. And there's a silence that uh, you can, I, I don't know, it's a very strange feeling that you go, uh, almost touch the silence. 
And if you are in one part of the room, uh, the other one, another person is in the other part of, of that room, you can hear that person. You will, you will be able to communicate. So basically they could be like whispering the entire time and hearing each other speak normally. Like it would sound like they could hear each other, but you guys wouldn't be able to because they're whispering the entire time. Yes, kind of. Uh, it is a very strange room. That's yes. weird. Yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> but yes, that that building has a lot, a lot of stories. On, uh, a very strange energies. And I'm like, what causes that? Because <laughs> I mean, I've I've definitely been into rooms where like it feels just like super dense, especially like a. Uh like a basement type th type thing where you're essentially underground, like being in a room underground basically just feels super dense, but like for it to be that muffled, I don't know. That's yeah, that's weird. Like what, what are we p playing with here? That would make it, would make that happen kind of thing. Um, that's crazy. Uh, yes. It, it is uh, even a mystery to me because uh, I can't find anything on the internet. And, the very few people that I know that they are Rosicruces, they don't those doesn't want to tell me anything. So, <laughs> so you said basically you can find out what they are, who they are, but like more details as far as like what isn't isn't available. Yes. Hmm. Yes, you, you can That's find a, any kind of information uh, of them of what exactly they do in their rituals and all that kind of stuff. Mm, okay. uh, you are not going to find it. Interesting. Well, yeah. you have information because you have some books, <laughs> but as far as on the internet, it's not. And I want to like go to libraries, old libraries, and see if I can find anything. Uh, the, the thing is, the only library that sells that stuff is in San Jose, California, and they only sell sell them to members worldwide. Yeah. It it is the only live uh, Rosa Rosa Cruz library in the world, and they have the whole register of the members worldwide. If you are not in that list, you are not going to get anything, and you only get the things by mail. So you can go just go there and ask for books for books yeah. because they are not going to give you anything. It's so mysterious. <laughs> Very secret society for sure. I was gonna uh, joke about going and never mind. I don't want to get <laughs> murdered in my sleep. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> and uh, since we took an account that the Rosa Cruces are like three thousand years old, so three thousand—that's crazy. Damn. Yeah. yeah, I I didn't even. You would that's think older like maybe than Jesus. Yeah, it's like you would think maybe uh. A few hundred years kind of thing but yeah not thousands that's crazy yep uh they are the, like the descendants of the old uh, priests of ancient egypt mm. oh okay i didn't know that yeah yep uh and uh, eric you told me that that there was some questions that, uh, oh, I, we literally were, were, we already asked them. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was about the Santeria and about <laughs> the Masons. Uh, I actually had wanted to ask you, uh, mm -hmm. I'm, but it's, I guess I don't, I guess I can't, I would have to be more a personal thing because it's not really 
related to the paranormal about the San Patricio Battalion, but yeah, that's not really paranormal. So I guess I'll ask that at another time for uh, my own. Uh, oh, yes, don't worry about it. But I do have a, a final story uh, that, okay. it, that involves uh, uh, a soldier and a maid. Uh, you see, uh, there is a military HQ uh, in the downtown in Matamoros. Gonzalez and Seventh. It is very close to to the main plaza, okay. the main square. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is still in service. So next to the to the HQ. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Now. Yes, next to the HQ, there's. Uh, uh, unfortunately, the building is still standing. Uh, it was the Botica Barragan or pharmacy. Uh, Paragon Pharmacy or Drugstore. So there was this uh, soldier and this maid that uh, worked for the Paragon family that uh, fell in love with each other. And they, and they made a hole between the wall that, that divide the headquarters and, and the Paragon house. And uh, through that whole they exchange letters and they see each other. Uh, this was before the Mexican Revolution in 1910. But then the revolution came and uh, he received orders that he will be sent to the front line to fight against the, the rebels. He realized that the moment he will go to war, they will never see each other again. So they made he made the decision that they will both commit suicide. So one night he grabbed his rifle and uh, he killed uh, his love and then he committed suicide too. The Jesus. thing is that the soldiers that still garrison this military uh, HQ in in the downtown of Matamoros, sometimes they can see a couple of of lovers in, in the middle of, of the patios, in the middle of, of the building, or sometimes uh, when they change the the night guard, because there mm-hmm. there, there are soldiers always at the gates. Uh, the the soldier that is going to receive the word, he see someone in the post, and but he's very strange because uh, he uh, because it, it is these are oral testimonies. Uh, that person told me that he saw a soldier but with a very strange uniform. And so he grabs his his gun and ask quien vive uh, which is mm-hmm. uh, like the password who lives who lives, oh. who lives? Like, they ask, uh, they ask where should be mexico uh-huh. because that, oh. that is the password oh i see i see i see but like, like mo- a call and response yes but the moment he asked quien vive who lives that figure disappears Ugh. So uh, they believe. Again, <laughs> so that some believe that that is the soldier, um, the maid that worked for the Paragon family. And I don't know if it's because, like, 
you pass by and like you see the place right and it's really it's a it's a weird kind of like um it almost looks like castle-y like uh, it's Stunning? got these it, it's like made of complete like maybe concrete right but it's solid it's you don't see bricks i don't if, if i remember correctly you don't really see bricks and then like it's got these um almost tower-like things where i'm assuming the the the, the guards stand put po- like post and then it's got like these uh troneras. they almost look like troneras yeah they're little squares like tiny tiny holes in the in the in those cil- like cylinders or whatever that where they look through and like that's uh, all you see and there's like these big ass heavy doors uh well uh, te- uh those are called garitones garitones no. or garitas uh that door <coughs> that you talked about uh, it is more like 100 years old Mm-hmm. Because that HQ is date back to 1884 or something like that. Yeah. And I have this amazing photo uh, of the Mexican revolutionaries uh, that took that military HQ in June 3rd, 1913. And mm-hmm. the door is there. It is yeah. an amazing photo I will send you to, to you guys. Yes, please. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Because, uh, I mean, and like I said, you look at this place and it's, it looks out of place because it looks, it doesn't look like it belongs with the rest of, mm-hmm. you know, the city. It looks Surrounding older. Area. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, the, it's painted over now, but it, it looks, the the architecture, I guess, of it looks out of place. Mm, I, I can see yes, that. Kind of. So, well, uh, we're close to the hour. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all got to head out but uh, well is there anything that you would like to like promote or anything last minute thing you'd like to share super quick before we head out we're uh are, are uh, you still doing like the ghost tours and stuff the ghost tours and stuff uh well uh the thing is if you want to know about, uh, more about the history of matamoros you can follow my personal blog el pirata the pirate uh, but yes. it's written in spanish uh, and and well and that's on facebook correct yes that that is on facebook and i post almost daily and if you will uh if you want to know more about the history of matamoros um uh, i have uh, for the next time i have a very special case that happened in 1838 uh that involves a paranormal thing uh, it is one of the very few cases that I didn't want to post on Facebook because it's extremely horrifying, uh, and I, I don't want to get banned. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Uh, but it involves uh, a paranormal entity. It, it is a very special thing because it's a 19th century case. Uh, wow. Well, uh, but you will have to wait a wait little bit. Wait the next time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it's a nice it, little tease. Make a note of it so that we know none, like none of us forget. Yeah, and we do talk about it next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I have to study the the document more because it's almost uh, one hundred pages long, uh, oh, wow. and the reading is extremely hard because it's written in an eighteen thirties calligraphy. Uh, so it's kind. Of, I, I can do it. But yeah. uh, it's kind of hard. It's going to take it, some time. Yes. 
So I just want to, for you guys, it's El Pirata Gacetilla Historica. Is that, is that how it's? Uh, that is a group, but uh, also oh, I have okay. uh, a, a Facebook page that is just called El Pirata. Okay. Um, I guess we'll try and um, put the link in with link the... in it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, that's awesome. Like I said, we always love having you on and hearing it. Like I said, I still wish I could get somebody from here from Brownsville to talk to us about the ghost stories. Um, but we'll find somebody eventually. I know we will. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. We always love to hear some of the history of, of Matamoros and some of your personal experiences. Uh, and thank you for, uh, you know, informing us a little bit more on. Uh, Definitely. Santeria and and you know the 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 masons and stuff like that because that's always uh, like I said people hear about certain things and they have this image of it in their head and it's always good to kind of get uh, help people get other perspectives on religions and not yeah. just hear the side that they hear it's like like Ouija boards you know what I mean yeah <laughs> yes no thank you guys for inviting me it is always a pleasure. Uh, to be here with you uh, I will uh, I am still giving tours uh, walking tours uh, of of, uh, of Matamoros uh, downtown so if someone uh, wants uh, a tour uh, I am free on Sundays and on Mondays okay Sweet. Sundays Mondays good to know alrighty All right. thanks again and until next time if you guys would like to get into contact with us, check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media, so make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook and Instagram. There's also a listening tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening sites such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we'll read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can send in your stories for stories of high strangeness, and if you send them in Spanish, we can translate those for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? Do you?